0: Gentlemen, if you're looking for a company that's all about helping men like you achieve optimal health, wellness, and vitality, you should check out The Gentleman Company. They offer a wide range of natural supplements and wellness products to help men like you feel and perform your best every single day. So for more information, visit www. G e n t l e m n dot co. That's gentlemen without the A. You can thank me later. You're listening to Date Smarter, Sexier with your host, Matchmaker and Dating Coach Andrea Larosa, accompanied by co-host Kanan, where we're talking about everything love, sex, and relationships. Now let's get chatting. <laughs> Yo. Hello my beautiful people. It's nice to have you guys back. It's nice to be back because you missed us from last week I'm sure.
1: I know it's been like seven whole days since we've all been able to come together this Sunday and just sit and talk and think about love and dating.
0: And sex because we talk about that shit
1: a lot. You know I think I've mentioned this in other episodes I've always been accused of talking about sex a lot like my friends used to be like, no no matter what we're talking about, I think I've even made this same joke in another show, so bear with me. We could be talking about, I don't know, the solar system. We could be talking about geology. We could be talking about anything and it can somehow bring it back to sex. So I think this show is perfect for me.
0: (laughs) I'm glad because I think it's perfect for you too.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. But today's show is going to be interesting because I love that we've been having these chats with different people about their dating experiences, because Mm -hmm. honestly, when I look at what's going on out there, I'm like, how are people finding love? Like, is it challenging? What are their experiences like? And I'm so happy that now we're doing this whole series where we're interviewing people and finding out what exactly is going on out there. So. Me too, because
0: dating is, become a nightmare for most people and it's really due to the dating apps it's this menu option um reaction that people have of well you know they're not 100 perfect so i'll just go back to the app and pick a new one yeah um yeah and we didn't have that before so and it's well, creating a lot of problems
1: before it was there but it wasn't so because remember the movie shallow Hal, where mm-hmm. he was like, oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We ha- she has that toe. I can't dare because of that toe. Guys were definitely showing back boomerang. then. Boomerang.
2: Do you guys remember? I'm going all- Oh yeah. Oh, boomerang. boomerang. I yeah. do. Maybe yeah, we should so introduce good. our third yes. voice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure
0: our listeners are like, "Wait a minute. Who's is that?
1: Is that god
0: <laughs> Are you speaking to me? <laughs> So our guest today is a dear friend of mine, actually. Um, Kim is, she's been dating for a while now. And the part of the reason I really wanted you on the show today was because she works in a male-dominated industry. And she's not the only one. I've seen it with a lot of other friends, single friends, where they struggle to date simply for the fact that men and i'm sorry guys if you're listening to me you might be yelling at me saying like no i don't yes you do i'm just gonna i'm gonna own that shit yes you do you guys are intimidated by women who work in male-dominated industries so we're gonna talk to her today about what her experience has been like what her challenges have been maybe some good points in there and then maybe throw out some suggestions for her to try out on her next few dates
2: Yes, I welcome all the suggestions it's possible.
1: <laughs> you know, a mind that's open to change is always good because I feel like a lot of times in life when we're open to like new experiences, great things happen. So let's get it going.
0: I feel like that needs to be on a t-shirt.
1: <laughs> Probably. I, I I tend to talk in sound bites at times sometimes. I don't know why. It's maybe it's like a nervous tick, who knows? But anyway, so Kim. You're an architect. What exactly do you design? Like what kind of buildings, well, residential, commercial? What?
2: So uh, I uh, work in commercial architecture currently. Um, previously, I worked in residential. And mm-hmm. most architecture firms, I kind of specialize in a niche market. And the firm mm-hmm. that I work for currently um, specializes in education and healthcare.
1: Okay, so... Um, what kind of buildings do you primarily work on? Like, would you say is there a specific type? Or,
2: well, um, I I work in more the healthcare department at the firm currently, so um, I do a lot of um, healthcare projects, and so it can be like um, some are smaller kind of maintenance projects, you know. Mm. And it could be a, it's a little bit larger, all the way up to a new building. Um, yep. Doing a lot of like HVC replacement projects for hospitals. Okay. Also doing a remodel for an acute rehab unit. Um, it, it's an entire department at a hospital. And then I'm designing a new mental health rehabilitation center.
1: Wow. So it sounds like you have a lot on your plate. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: What was it like for you coming up in that industry? I mean, Andrea mentioned that you work in a male dominated industry. Like, can you describe to us what was it, what was it like coming up from being an um, an apprentice all the way up to where you are now?
2: Well, and in school, it was kind of 50-50. Um, mm-hmm. And then when you go out and actually work in the profession, um, honestly a lot of women kind of don't actually practice and so and it's been a male dominated industry for centuries Beons. yeah mm-hmm. um, like i i dare any of you, i mean i know of some you know famous uh, women architects but i i doubt many of your you know, know, average person knows of any famous women architects. Um, So a lot of women don't actually end up going on to practicing and uh, becoming licensed architects.
0: I wonder how intimidating it is for men in your field, not men that you're dating, just men in your field, to have you be able to keep up with all of the lingo the Mm -hmm. language around a building or to be able to have those conversations because to me it seems and correct me if I'm wrong that when you meet them at their level you're on the same level as them and so it's kind of intimidating to think like oh shit here's this woman she's on my level like How am I supposed to like prove that I'm better than her? Because not that men need to be better, but especially in their careers, you know, for centuries, we've been teaching men that they're always ahead of us. Yeah. They're always steps ahead of women. And now you're proving to them they're not.
2: Yeah. Well, well. As an architect, I'm like the ringleader, so I also work with structural engineers, mechanical engineers, all kinds of engineers, and contractors. I deal with contractors all the time. Um, And of course, they're all men as well. Um, And most of the time, you know, when working with like a new consultant or a new contractor, there's a little bit of a trial period, I guess you could say.
1: Yeah, the hazing.
2: Kind of, mm-hmm. Yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit of hazing. Yeah. Of like, oh, I don't know about you. Yeah. You know men
1: men yeah. are good for that. They're like naturally competitive. When you think about those rams in the mountains, bucking heads, it's just like men, they're like always ready to one up someone else. That being said, as a woman going navigating that world, what was the energy like from the men? Because me coming from the film industry, and Andrew knows this as well. A lot of these sets are male dominated. And at times, you know, there, there's the term locker room talk. And there are times where men do talk like that. Has that ever intimidated you? Have you been able to still find your way to work within that and be and get to where you are now?
2: um yes there is still some of that um and but I roll with the punches with that um and maybe that's part of the reason why you know some women don't make it in the industry is Mm. you have to have a thick skin and you do roll with the punches and like so when there is the like sexual jokes or whatever honestly I kind of roll with the punches and I joke right back at them that sucks. That You have to do that.
1: Yeah. Have you ever dated a man that's like that? Like what kind of men do you tend to attract? Because sometimes they say you go for someone slightly different than the energy you have at work. So it seems like you have a lot on your plate. You're dealing with a lot of numbers, a lot of measurements, a lot of things are going on in your brain all day. So my question for you now is what kind of guy do you feel you attract? Like is it someone that's the opposite of you that's a little bit more simple, or a guy that's just as smart as you are?
2: What I would like is someone that is just as smart, just as um, ambitious as I am. And part of that reason is because, yes, I'm I'm very on the ball, go getter, roll with the punches, you know. Mm. But when I come home. At the end of the day, I don't want to be that person anymore. I would like somebody else to kind of take charge because I'm telling men what to do all day long at work. And Mm. I don't want to tell another man what to do.
1: That sounds a little hot. So you want a man to tell you what to do when you get home?
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know,
0: I get that. And I hear that from a lot of women who have these high powered jobs of, you know, I have to be in my masculine energy all day long because that is the field that I work in. But when I Mm. come home, I need to be into my feminine. I need to be able to step into that calm, nurturing, feminine energy. And if I Mm. don't have a partner that allows for that space, then I'm stuck in my masculine energy all the time. And honestly, you're not going to find that man that you're looking for if you're presenting your masculine energy
1: at home men are the same way if you think about it, like powerful ceos you ever notice they like like a woman that's more dominating like you know you see the dominatrixes or um you know they come home and a lot of times their wife is usually very like you get in that kitchen no not in the kitchen that's the wrong thing but give me your <laughs> money i'm gonna buy the right now and no matter what he says he does whatever she tells him to do and it's just it's that power dynamic yeah. it, it, it feels like sometimes there needs to be a yin and a yang in your energy in a way like do you agree or disagree
2: oh i agree yeah definitely and it is kind of a struggle because i people see me and see what i do for a living and they assume oh well, she's you know she's going to be an alpha she's going to be this way she's going to be you know she's going to want to do everything she's going to charge and it's like Mm -hmm. well hang on a second I mean mm-hmm. that's what I do in my profession, but that doesn't mean that's what I want to be like in my personal life and in a relationship. Mm. So here's a funny story
0: about Kim, not directly about her, but <clears throat> a couple episodes ago, we did a dating unfiltered episode about me, right? And we talked about this guy that I was dating. And on our third date, we um we were taking a walk on the beach in Shell Beach. And we were walking past um this new housing development that kim had recently walked me through and showed me that all of these homes that she was part of designing they're beautiful it was really amazing to be able to see it from the architect's point of view Mm -hmm. and so i was trying to tell him and i was like oh yeah this neighborhood up here because he was like oh isn't that new and so i was about to tell him this really fun story about my friend who helped design them and he cut my ass off and was just like, I don't know if he was intimidated by the fact that I'm talking about a female who is involved in this project or what. And I was just like, you're not going to let me finish my awesome story about my female friend who did this? So like,
2: mm.
0: not even directly related to her, I already intimidated. Uh, although, I, uh, I
1: feel like... Uh... Did he start talking about something else immediately?
0: He got, he, he, well, yeah, he kind of switched the topic and started talking about another. It's still relevant to the whole area mm-hmm. that we were
2: walking through, but still. Like, Men he didn't such want a to hear anything about it.
1: tick about stuff like that.
2: It's I like, know. <laughs> no one will come out and directly say it, but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I... I guarantee it. A yeah. Good number of the men that I have gone on one or two dates with. I'm almost positive that a good amount of them don't lead to another date because they're intimidated. Mm.
0: So tell me about that date. What does that first date look like for you with these guys?
2: Um, honestly, I, I kind of don't like to talk about work a whole lot um, when I'm on a date because good. I, don't want to go into that masculine energy i don't want to go into that headspace
1: mm-hmm. to try Oh, that make makes it. such a great that that's the perfect mm-hmm. way of saying
2: it yeah but it's challenging because i mean let's face it i mean mm-hmm. what everybody talk about when they meet someone new it's like you know what do you do for a living
1: right it's- Besides us asking you at the top of the show, because we wanted our audience to know what world you live in, so to get a better idea of what your dating scene might look like, But that being said, on a date, it is like, or even when you're meeting in a social situation, I find that question to be so nauseating. What do you do for a living? Because I feel like if your answer is not an answer that they're looking for or something that they could socially climb off of, the conversation is then cut off and they move on to someone else. So it's like automatically, you're not interested in me. You're interested in what I can do for you. And it's sad that they approach dating like that. Like it almost seems like, you know, for a lot of people, they want to have the power couple. We want to look good together. Let's have right. money. Let's look good in Instagram photos. And I don't know. It's just. I digress. I a
2: dollar for every time I heard someone be oh, wow, that's great. Or, oh, wow, I love architecture. Mm-hmm. I would being an architect. Oh, my God. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have to work anymore if I had a dollar for every time I heard that. <laughs>
1: Do you get a pit in your stomach when they do that? Because it sounds like you you ha- you had animated that voice down to mm-hmm. like a T, like that the same, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I hear it yeah. all
2: the time. Yeah. yeah.
0: Can you tell in the date during that first date, can you tell when it shifts and when like, is it that you're losing interest? Is it that they don't call again? Like, can you kind of see the shift happening?
2: Yeah, honestly, I can. Yeah. Um... And uh, it's when I talk about what I do for a living, you know, be like, and, and I don't want to dumb it down. I mean, no, I'm no. very proud of being an architect. Yeah. I, it, it took a lot for me to be able to say, I am an architect. So I, I remember so. all those things.
1: <laughs> I would have added so. But yeah.
2: Um, But yes, but on the other hand, you know, when I'm on a date and I say, oh, yeah, I'm an architect, like at first there's like, oh, wow. And then it's like, then the energy shifts.
1: Mm -hmm. I I, I totally get that sometimes. It's I don't want to pivot this to anything about me, but I, I totally understand that energy is when you're sharing something that you're proud of, but you also know as an intimidating part of your story to a lot so many other people because let's be honest um not everybody has a great job you know not everybody has this attribute or that attribute or this characteristic or that or money or no whatever and some some of the things that we all have we're proud of nowadays it feels like the energy for a lot of men and women out there is if you have something that I don't have I'm going to kind of make you feel guilty about it instead of like being proud and like happy that someone is doing well and and to me I hope the guys listening that you shouldn't be intimidated by so much because in the beginning of my relationship with my husband he had way more than I did and it was such a fucking problem for me because of of the background I came from I felt like uh, I'm not going to get too much into that but we should get away from putting so much emphasis on our jobs
2: oh definitely what are but you're right,
0: of- you're right. I want to emphasize what you just said because I really want our male listeners to understand that you know, you don't need to feel intimidated. You need to feel proud and excited about her success because yeah. she's going to share that success with you. And she really is a high value woman. She's not going to throw it in your face. She's not going to remind you. She's going to want you to be just as excited about her success as she is. And that's all she's looking for. She's looking for the emotional support for you Mm -hmm. to be a cheerleader in her corner kind of thing. You don't need to meet her at the same level financially. You just need to meet her at the same level emotionally and in maturity exactly
1: yeah so what's like we like to play around with this idea on our these oh you probably heard what is the kind of guy that you do see for yourself we've already gone through like the guy that well, we really didn't but did who do you actually see for yourself <laughs> i know i put you on a spot but
2: yeah, like,
1: um like instead like intuitively, like right off the t- tip of your tongue, without thinking too much about it. You who close
2: do your eyes. What does it look like? It goes back to what um, Andrea was just saying. Someone that can be a cheerleader—that is most important to me. I don't, I don't need somebody else's money. I don't, you know, I live by myself. I take care of myself. I don't need somebody to take care of me. I just want somebody to be by my side and prop me up every now
1: and then and be my cheerleader is he a nurturing type or is he more of a fixer-upper kind of guy like does he does he cook for you and like wine and dine you or is he the kind of guy that may have a pickup truck and like to take you on like long road trips no, she not me. Man. Like
0: man like,
2: <laughs> he likes man buns. I do. I, I he loves to them. Thanks for beards and man buns. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> that must be a thing because you're not. I was listening to this, watching Indian Matchmaker, and one of the women was like, I want a guy with a man bun. I'm like, that is mm-hmm. very specific. And mm-hmm. I'm starting to think maybe that's a little bit of a what do they call the stuff for cats? I get them. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say catnip to be a little sweeter oh. about it. But
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> My bad. The
2: no, wrong, but yeah. wrong season.
1: Okay, so oh. a beard, a man oh, yes.
2: Beard, beard is, uh, dare I say, essential. <laughs> Most of the men that I've dated have had a beard. And when they shave, I get very sad.
1: <laughs> that's totally understandable. I mean, we have our things. And I think that's important that you say that because, you know... I'm one of those people, like if you're in a relationship and you totally change, you can't be totally mad at your mate if the mood changes. So, If you (laughs) like, no, I'm being totally honest. If you like something, something turns you on. There's a reason. You don't know why. It's just it turns you on. So you said it. I like beards. If he shaves off his beard, I'm not going to be as turned on anymore. And there's nothing wrong with that. So he has a beard. He has a man bun. Is he taller than you?
2: Honestly, short. I don't really care about height. That
1: doesn't matter. Perfect. Um, is and she's
2: he, pretty short. So pr- yeah. I think everyone's <laughs> taller than her. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I if I, you know, have the privilege of being able to say that because I am short or, but yeah, height doesn't mean anything to me.
1: Is he um political? Is he non-political? Or is he more just family-oriented?
2: I'm not very political. So okay. I guess I would have to lean towards. Not very political. I mean, if someone has very strong values and very mm-hmm. strong opinions on politics and they expect me to jump on board with that, mm-hmm. I think that's going to work. So okay, you're okay if work. he
0: has them, but as long as he's not asking you to have them as well. Yes. Okay. okay. What? Same thing with religion?
1: I was just going <laughs> to ask. Perfect. Okay. So he's a, a guy with a beard with a man bun. Doesn't matter how tall he is. I'm assuming you're not Particular about weight either whether he has to be fit or do you like a more burly man that makes you feel I personally like burlier men because it's like (laughs) like but when we go to like Disneyland my husband stands me I hope there's not too much TMI but I like to like push my back into his chest and I can feel like this his the size of him and I kind of like that it's like a little thing that I think it's because I'm more petite so it just makes me feel safe so do you like a guy that's strong or do you like more of a guy that feels he can protect you.
2: I yeah, I do like strong. Um I don't have a strong preference on weight. I again, I've dated really tall, lanky, skinny guys. Mm-hmm. I've dated, you know, men with a little bit more of a dad bod. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Does he have a do you prefer a guy with a 9 to 5 job, he comes home to you every night or would you like a guy that travels?
2: Well, <sighs> I guess I would prefer more of the nine to five more because um, my love languages, my prominent love languages are quality time and physical. Mm -hmm. And those are a little bit more challenging if you have a long distance relationship or someone that travels all the time.
1: Okay, so he has a stable job, which means a stable household you're kind of looking for. You don't want a guy that's just ready to get up and go all the time. Um, is he a risk taker or is he more conservative? Do you like a guy that gambles or do you like a guy that saves every single fucking penny?
2: I guess i lean more towards the saver. I mean, a little risk is fun and a little, mm-hmm. a little spontaneity is always fun.
1: mm. Okay, I'm picturing this guy now. I can, I mean, are you picturing this guy?
0: I'm laughing (laughs) my ass off because Caden's turning into the Indian matchmaker here. This is really fun.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, if you just like check off what people do and don't, I mean, you get closer to what it is. So, in my mind, I'm already seeing that this guy has a job. He's probably, I'm gonna throw out there, he probably, since you're open to like career choices. I would think that he's probably a technician, someone that like maybe drives a van, fixes high wire shit or. Um, no, no, <laughs>
2: I'm talk- I'm open to
1: that, actually. That what? sounds like beard man bun kind of guy <laughs> or or I'm thinking like a local small business owner. A there barber, we go. A florist. That's I know that more, sounds weird, but like a landscaping yeah. kind of guy, a guy that owns a landscaping business, a single guy with a landscaping business. See
0: the landscaping because of the architecture side of things.
1: There you go. So because there's something to create, connect on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. a landscaper, maybe a a guy that's into masonry. Maybe Ooh, I'm gonna throw this out there. Lower a general contractor but it has to be a general contractor that doesn't have that alpha male energy because i know they're out there aren't they Mm -hmm. some of
0: them exist yeah yeah yeah, for sure yeah but i I don't see that being kim's type that hard alpha male
1: no i
0: don't
2: know i mean well well
1: actually yeah go ahead kim
2: I do kind of, I do kind of like the alpha male so that I can, you know, be more of the beta in the relationship. I know I'm an alpha in my work life, but mm-hmm. in the relationship, I don't want to be that. I
0: think, so something I think people misunderstand is the alpha beta and the masculine feminine. So I think for you, having a beta male is not a problem, Right. It's, he has to be masculine.
1: Yes. He has
0: to be a masculine beta male. That way you can be in your feminine energy. So it doesn't mean you have to be, and it's okay if you're the alpha of the relationship. I've seen so many women be the alpha of the relationship, <clears throat> excuse me, mm. but they're allowed to be in their feminine energy the entire time in the relationship. And it works out really nicely.
1: And if I could be totally honest with you, this guy really, it sounds more like you should... I'm just throwing this out there. It's objective. It's me over here looking at you. It might be a blue collar guy. I think that I'm going to be honest with you. It has to be a guy that and makes I'm just totally a little bit less than you because I if, think he so, makes, if he makes less than you, then automatically he's going to be slightly more nurturing. And if he allows you to be in that feminine energy, that's going to be his win where you make more money at home, he gets to be the king of the castle. So I definitely think it's a a blue collar type male or blue collar adjacent that definitely makes less money than you. Definitely not a man that makes more money than you because you're going to be competitive all the time. And honestly, I wouldn't even see a man that's as smart as you because Hmm. men have an ego. And if you're always correcting him on things, I mean, wait, 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 if you start yeah. becoming competitive with information, that might become a problem. I think my husband loves it. I'm not, I'll be honest with you. I play dumb sometimes because I like it when he tells me shit because it makes him feel like big and strong. And I'm like, <laughs> babe,
0: what does this mean? I don't know.
1: And then he finds the information, and he feels so powerful. But that's are you just
0: I, sitting back going, yeah, I already knew that. That is cool.
1: No, I hope he doesn't know that. But anyway. Um,
0: <laughs> no, but you. Yeah. Do you just sit back and go like, oh, I don't know what that means. And as he's looking it up, you're thinking, I do know what that means, but this is fun.
1: Some stuff. No, most stuff. (laughs) Yes, because it's I'm giving that to him. It's almost like when we got married and I took his last name to this day, it's, he's still happy about it because it's, it's an energy that I provide to him. I let him be the alpha in this relationship and it provides him with something that is keeping our relationship going. So I think for you, it's kind of the same thing. You need a guy that you can let him be the king of your castle, mm-hmm. but he doesn't make more than you.
2: Yeah, I would, I would love someone to, yeah, be the king.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So on these, Andrea, on these dating apps, what should she be looking for with these kind of guys? Like, what are some key things in their profile that you think should be more successful
2: at?
0: So a couple of things have to happen. Your profile needs to be feminine forward. It needs to really, really scream feminine energy. And then when you go on the first date, you need to present feminine energy, which I know you do. But just for our listeners who don't know you. Um, which means like wear a cute little sundress or if you're not into the dress type person you don't like dresses like wear something that makes you feel more feminine softer mm-hmm. colors mm-hmm. right don't wear the black and the gray like wear yeah, that colors really. that are softer you know the pinks the blush mm-hmm. the salmon color yeah, you know really. a powdery blue
2: well, pink even. and purple is my favorite and right no problem wearing pink and purple yeah oh, and perfect. you have no problem
0: wearing dresses but I realized yeah. that our listeners don't know that I know that so I just wanted to like throw that out there when you're looking at their profile something really to look for um is for one look at their face right your face is going to tell a lot whether you're smiling or whether you're that straight face you know i know you've seen it when you're swiping through someone's (laughs) profile and every single picture is like
2: this like angry duck face
1: stoic look
2: yeah (laughs) tangent here i've been seeing this thing where like men are like biting their lips like this and i'm like and there was one profile I saw. Like every picture, he was biting his lip, and I was like, "Is this a trend that I don't know about? Like, what is going on here?"
1: It's I his corny so. attempt at looking sexy.
2: <laughs> it's his attempt at the duck face. Yeah, I know. I was I don't like, even duck face. Is this uh, the, like opposite of the duck face? It's become. I think so. What's what's going on?
1: Guys have things that they do. It's like when you think about the peacock in the wild when it starts to try to find its female it does that weird fucking dance with its feathers I mean it's beautiful yes when, as humans when we look at it but really if you just stand back and look at it, it's kind of fucking weird I think men are exactly the same as humans mm-hmm. they do weird stuff because they think it might attract a girl I remember when I was a um maybe in the third or second grade before I realized totally that I was gay I had this thing where I had to be the first one done with my work because if I was the first one all the girls would be like, oh, he's cool, he's smart, I wanna be with him. It was so stupid.
2: In the second grade?
1: Or second or third grade, I don't know. But I'm just, the point I'm trying to make is, is men do such weird things that they think is going to attract friends or a mate. So all that awkward shit you see on their profiles, that's their corny attempt at trying to woo you.
2: I was talking to someone recently and he was like talking about like, oh, yes, I want my business to go to like 50 million and currently make like one to two billion. Oh, like,
1: my God.
2: You know what comes to my mind right about now? Uh, Shania Twain. That don't impress me much.
1: Exactly. hmm. And that's what the point of this show is. We're trying to get those guys to realize that do not impress anyone much.
0: (laughs) And you're right. Like, Kanan's right. Like, watch out for the guys who are peacocking. Yeah. Those are the flashy ones, and yeah. they do it in different ways. Sometimes they do it in their clothing, in like their pictures. You know, look at me. I travel, 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 but you can barely see fish, the guys.
1: Fish, fish,
0: fuck the fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the cars. Ooh, oh, the look cars. at my nice car. Right. Yeah. My favorite is uh, tangent. My favorite is when they take a picture next to like a Ferrari. And then you actually talk to them and they're like, yeah, that wasn't mine. That was some dude on the street. I just took a picture next to it. And
2: you're like, but you oh. put it up on
0: your profile. Yeah. You it's called idiot. clickbait.
1: <laughs> all guys do sometimes is clickbait. I think the mm-hmm. hardest thing in our culture, to be quite honest with you, to do at this very minute is to just be yourself. Yeah. We are all dreadfully afraid of what whoever... Is going to think of us and because of that we do weird shit like lie on our profiles lie about our dick size lie about our jobs lie about not having kids when we have seven <laughs> stuff like that know, just,
2: and, yeah. and what's most attractive is someone just being authentic and just uh-huh. being themselves
1: because right? that's all you have
0: So again, and I know we've talked about this on other episodes, but I want to keep repeating this over and over and over and over and over again. When you write your bio, it needs to be about what you can give to a relationship, not what you're looking for, because that will attract the right partner. If you're really looking to attract the right partner, because remember, it's not just about you when you're swiping, there has to be a mutual attraction. So if your bio is talking about what you can offer to a relationship, what your ideal relationship could look like, instead of saying, this is what I'm looking for, I want blah, 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 and then list out all the things you want. Instead, flip it, and I guarantee you guys, you will find the right woman. You will get a Kim (laughs) if you turn your bio around. Instead of saying of what you want or what, you know, and some guys do, they will list out all the things about them, which isn't the gr- gr- greatest way to do it. But yeah, <laughs> it's
1: like a laundry list. Yeah. What would that look like for Kim though? Let's, let's play around with this idea before we go. Um,
0: like her bio? Her bio. Or,
1: yeah. Or what she's like, looking for. No, her bio. Like, what, what could it say? Like, I'm, hi, I'm. Do you say your name in profiles usually, or you just-
0: No, oh, it's already there.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh, hey, I'm Kim and I'm from, where are you from? San Luis Obispo. I'm from SLO and I'm, oh gosh, what does this sound like? Okay.
0: This is a very I'm... interesting bio you're- Yeah, kind of Hi, I'm
1: Kim, I'm from SLO and do you have any pets or anything like that? Like any hobbies? No.
0: no?
2: Well, hobbies, I mean- Yeah, what,
1: what, what are your hobbies?
2: I love camping, hiking. I know everybody freaking says that. <laughs>
1: but do you actually? But she hike? actually does. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, the biggest a...
2: thing for me is concerts. I love going to concerts and festivals. I
1: there we go. Oh, I'm so picturing the guy for you now. I, I can almost yeah. manifest him for you. Okay, so hi, I'm Kim, and I'm from Slow, and I'm looking for a guy that like me who loves a nice concert and a coffee sitting by the campsite now is there a benefit in there somewhere how can we add a benefit i just say what
0: you're looking for again not yes i'm trying you to, to have to offer yeah so i
1: have to like reword that so, okay, so what I'm, she has to
0: offer I'm is slow go ahead yeah because andrea
2: knows me really well so right go ahead
0: so Kim has two sides to her. She has the, I can go to work and be very serious and take care of the bills and do the adulting thing. But on mm-hmm. the flip side, she has the side where she can be adventurous and fun and spontaneous and hang with the best
2: of them at a festival. That's what her profile is to show. That. Yeah. Okay, That kind of leads to, you know, part of my challenges and struggles in dating is because people just see the, you know, business, you know, get things done, pay the bills. They just see that part. And I'm like, can you give me a chance to actually Mm -hmm. show you this other part? Because. uh, It has to come out sooner. uh, It's actually more interesting.
1: Yeah. Do you have any pictures of you? I know this sounds corny because you just just the guys, but just play with me for a second. Not play with me, but you know. Um, <laughs> do you have any pictures of you having fun yes. at a concert? Is that on your profile? hmm Awesome. I usually you have try
2: a- and put at least one picture of me at a festival because I usually have like glitter all over mm-hmm. my face and face paint. Mm-hmm. And usually those that recognize it and they're like, oh, okay. And like, yes, you get it.
1: (laughs) Andrea, would you ever suggest someone being as bold as saying something like, hey, I'm looking for a blue collar kind of guy that I can give my feminine energy to?
0: Yeah, why not?
1: Because I kind of wanted to say that, but I didn't know how blunt you would be in your profile. Because honestly, I think we need to be more blunt.
2: I agree. Just Andrea knows me. I can be pretty blunt. (laughs) Okay,
1: then. Is that in your profile? I'm looking for a masculine man to be my leader. That sounds a little bit too creepy. Um, I'm looking for...
2: Yeah, let's not find a dom. Yeah, I'm looking for... Well, okay. uh, Going off of this, you know, leader thing, mm -hmm. like the thing that aggravates me the most is like the beginning part of like you're chatting and then it's like, okay, it's time to move things to an actual date and i i am the type and i have in the past asked mm. and you know been
1: oh. see this is a problem you need a guy that is not afraid to make the right. first move exactly. and
2: emasculate him. Yeah, yeah see i because i used to be the type that you know would make the first move and be the initiator all the time but then i felt like that set the precedent that it's going to be that yeah. forever in the relationship. Yeah. I have the mindset of like, oh, okay, I got the ball rolling. Okay, now it's your turn to take the ball and keep it rolling. But
0: Have that- you tried something like, hey, I just want to let you know, I'd be up for a date if you wanted to? Oh, I've done that several times. And then they don't ask? Nope,
1: nothing. And this is why I feel then you should just move the fuck on.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I do. But honestly it, like it happens this, a lot like have you asked them like what they're the people, looking for no not usually you not. know how guys will ask that
0: they'll be like so what are you looking for on here
2: i have asked that on on a few people that i've been chatting with um but i don't always
1: we need because to figure out a way to break your routine there's something that we can we need to throw a wrench in your routine because if you keep doing the same thing, we have to figure out. There's we have to do, approach it differently somehow. And honestly, I don't know if Andrew will agree with me. I think you should like be like, "Fuck everybody! I'm going to increase my feminine energy. I'm going to have fun and live my best life. And if he's out there, he's out there." Because yes, the dating app. It, it, it doesn't <laughs> feel. I don't think you're going to get him on a dating app because it seems like. They're looking at your information. And once you get on that date and they start asking you questions, then the date changes. But if you're out somewhere and you meet a guy, all you're really going off is the energy that you two have with each other. So I know Andrew's going to start doing some more matchmaking parties, some single mingle events. I kind of maybe think you should probably go that way and get off the apps because it seems like the guys that are on the apps just are looking for information and that's not what you want to give. You want a connection, not just sharing of information.
2: Oh, I agree, yeah, no. The um, sites, all of that, all of them are. Kim, did I send you my
0: text Smarter Guide? I don't think so, have. Huh? Okay, um, remind me, I'll send it to you. Um, because there's like a few pages in there that really help give you language to use for how to get the first date, especially if you don't want to emasculate them, you don't want to come in with the masculine energy and you want them to ask you, there's just, I'll send it to you. There might be some really good text messages in there for you to be able to say, like to be able to suggest um, how to get them to ask you out, to keep throwing language. So like, I'll give you a couple examples. Like one of them I came up with was like, I heard that um, that new brewery downtown is amazing. Want to check it out this weekend?
1: That's pretty good.
0: It is sort of asking them out, but they do have to still make that initial move to be like, yeah, that sounds great. What are you doing Saturday night?
2: See yeah. how that works? Yeah, I've I've done some things like that, like um, one person that I was chatting with, you know, he was asking me something that could lead to a very big um philosophical discussion and I was like you know yeah you know I I really like that you brought that up that sounds like a great conversation to have in person over a beverage Mm -hmm. and nothing nothing
1: (laughs) this this is what I'm saying I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but men are so simple and they—they yeah. they, their whole they existence it. is leveraged off of their ego. You have to be able to cut out this. Uh, I personally feel the apps is giving you a disadvantage because they're not able to get your personality first without knowing mm-hmm. your job first. The fact oh, that yeah. my first 15 I- minutes of your conversation, it's, Yeah, go ahead.
2: I fully recognize that. I know that I am much better in person. And when I have met people in person, it goes much better than on the apps. So you need to get them in person as soon as possible. Yes. 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 Um,
0: You know, one of the text messages that you don't even have to, well, I mean, I know you don't have a dog, but like, I love it just because like, it tends to land pretty well. It's just like that whole, like, my dog really wants some alone time this weekend <laughs> like i don't know everyone i've had used use that one in the past or like my cat um it just lands then, super well
1: don't you kind of have to have a pet just in case it works out
0: um not necessarily i don't think most guys really care <laughs> <laughs> I I think they just think it's cheesy and cute. So we have to remember that while women don't really care for the cheesy lines, Mm -hmm. men like them. You know, I just did a poll to see how men would respond to getting flowers on a first date. And surprisingly enough, the majority of them actually really liked the idea. Which then led me to do another poll to find out how they feel about cheesy pickup lines. And believe it or not, while women don't like them because we're tired of them, men appreciate receiving them. So the dog one is kind of a cheesy pickup line, really.
2: Mm -hmm. And when
0: you do get to like lunch or whatever it is you're going on, and he says like, so how's your dog liking his alone time? You can be like, oh, well, I have a confession. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was actually kind of a cheesy pickup line for me to get some face-to-face time with you. I hope you don't mind. Most men are not going to be offended by that. Women would be. Yeah. But most men are going to be like, oh my God, she did all this to get me face-to-face? Cool.
1: Are so simple.
0: This,
2: it feeds into the ego.
1: Yeah. And then isn't there like a some kind of saying where it's like, you, you do to people what you want done to you
2: you.
1: Exactly. So most guys do cheesy gestures. So what does okay. that tell you? That's exactly what their men are telling you what their love language is, even though they're doing it to you. Like, it's so weird sometimes it's like you, these guys that like to like uh, wine and dine their girls and they complain, like they do it. But then in secret, she's like, oh man, I'm always doing all this stuff, her she never give me no shit. She never buy me no ring, no ticket, no, no dinner. I'm paying for everything, go everywhere. And she don't even pick up nothing. And I'm like, hmm, so you're giving her your love language. So yeah, guys are very simple. And mm-hmm. usually all they want is to be able to lead you to the water. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that is it. So what did we learn today? Um <laughs> and, and, Men need to be able to speak up and not be afraid to. Again, we are living in a post Me Too world where I mm-hmm. think a lot of men are afraid to make that first move. So that's why Angie was having a conversation one day. I was saying, you know what? I think at this point in our world, women, it's dangerous. Yes. But if you're, I feel as in a man standing over here, as a gay man, I'm just saying this. You have to play up the feminine energy. You have to really let him know that you're interested because men are afraid, like majority of my straight friends are afraid to approach women, unless they're like douchebags who don't give a shit about people. Most of my good guy friends are afraid to approach, like what if she thinks I'm doing something? Uh, what uh, 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 All these questions go through their head. So I think now for women, a great opportunity, if you are single and looking for a man, is to play up your femininity. I mean, the girls who are walk, walking around, regardless of size, regardless of height, regardless of race, regardless of how they look, the ones that are showing some tit usually have a man somewhere. I'm just being totally fucking <laughs> honest with you. Whether it's a toxic relationship or not if they're displaying some kind of sexual energy that says, I am open and I am available, come get me, someone's going to come and get you. But if your energy is not as feminine, it's almost Mm -hmm. guarded, it's going to be a little bit harder for this Mm -hmm. new modern man to approach, unless he's like, you know, a Republican who thinks women belong in the kitchen, doesn't give a shit. He's probably going to approach you. You might need to find him at a biker bar I don't know if that's your thing, but
2: that's a thing. Oh my God.
1: Let's not send um, kin
2: to a biker bar.
1: But I do know girls that like those kind of guys and I'm not going to lie. I do too sometimes.
2: I I, I do kind of have a little tangent story. I went to a kind of sleazy bar. I'm not going to mention which one, but it was on the central coast and I was waiting for somebody and, um, Sitting at the bar, and uh, to my right of me was an older gentleman, probably in his sixties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got hit on by him, and he was like, oh. "Oh, you should come ride my, come on a motorcycle ride with me someday." And I was like, "Sorry, no, thank you." And then, <laughs> so he leaves. I turned to my right, and there was Mister Frat Boy in twenties. And then so he starts hitting on me, and I was like, so what brings you here to this bar? And he's like, oh, the ladies. Hmm.
1: Oh. <laughs> See? You're in person, you not, you swatted away too, because Good. you were there probably in your feminine, you pro- what did you have on? I'm just, I'm just I don't wondering. remember. This was a few years ago. Oh, do you don't remember if you had on a t-shirt or a tank top? I don't remember. You don't remember? Okay, whatever. So. Either way, you're in an environment where there's more likely to be an alpha male. Mm-hmm. Put yourself in those environments more often. But
0: she wasn't attracted to
2: either one of them.
0: Why were you there?
2: Because I was meeting somebody else. I was just- You
1: weren't a, you like, weren't attracted to that little frat boy, just a little, cause you like kind of blushed a little when you were
2: He was attractive, but do I want the sleazy, you know, fuck boy, Are you
1: open to one night stands? Because I want someone that firmly, okay, hear me out. You have to have a little bit of fun in your life if you're a single person, because I'm not saying go around letting guys raw dog you every weekend because you don't want that reputation, but Easy. a little bit of sexual intimacy here and there with a guy that you definitely don't want to have a relationship with who is not a bad thing, you know, getting out that that energy, being able to like let go on some guy that you're never going to see again. That might do you some good sometimes.
2: I understand that. And I've had my, that period of time in my life, but um, I'm not in that period anymore. Okay. Something, I want a relationship. And to be honest, I get attached too easily. Uh, with that's true. So I've had to learn for myself that, you know, I need... A little bit of substance, uh, you know, before I to mm-hmm. anybody because I get attached. Right.
1: Do you yeah. find yourself getting attached to all the guys you date, though, whether you have sex with them or not?
2: If I have sex with them, it's it's like a switch, honestly. I it is think.
1: definitely a switch, yeah. You're letting so, a man put himself inside of you. It is definitely a fucking switch. You have to be so relaxed to do that.
0: Yeah, let's not pimp out my friend. I'm not, I'm just saying, it's, you
1: have to be relaxed to let that happen. <laughs>
0: I do think that there are some tweaks that we can make to your first dates to kind of help with that. You know, the staying in the feminine energy, talking about your work is okay, but try and pop yourself into like a third person kind of point of view of your job. Keep it short. And immediately after talking about your job, share something vulnerable. Because it's going to be really hard for you to not sound professional when you talk about your work, which pops you back into that masculine energy. Mm -hmm. And vulnerability is what puts you back into your feminine energy. So immediately after, end the conversation about work short and talk about something that's vulnerable. Have your little dating toolkit of ideas already ready to go so that you can smooth Have a really smooth transition from like the work stuff to some story. It doesn't have to be like, oh, when I was a kid, that kind of thing, but something that is sharing, something that's semi personal that feels like sharing. And then you can ask him a question and shift the entire conversation, right? So that you're moving away from the work. That way, it doesn't feel like you sit down and you're immediately asking him questions.
1: Right. Can I ask you, Andrea, um, how do you feel about her saying, I work in the building industry or whatever, like loosely putting it in they thing, but I'd rather not talk about work. Let's talk about something else. What do you feel about people saying stuff like that?
0: I think it's okay for her to say, like, I work in this industry um, and to quickly just shift to like, but like, let's not talk about work. But a Uh, lot of times when men's when men hear that, they hear like, well, why don't you want to talk about work? What are you hiding? And Uh, you'll see the shift in their body because I've done it myself before where I've even said like, you know, let's not talk about work. And they immediately I can see the body language change immediately because it's like, whoa, why? What? Why? Why don't you want to talk about work? Like, Because men often like to talk about their work. So you can shift it into their work and talk about theirs, or you can um, have it so that you're just shifting completely into some other topic where you're being open, you're being vulnerable and, you know, move the conversation away from work conversations altogether.
2: I like that. And on that note,
0: (laughs) we're going to wrap up for the day. Kim, thank you so much for sharing all of this, I hope, helpful information for our listeners. I hope our listeners are getting a lot from this and can relate. I'm pretty sure there's a lot that can relate. And for those of you ladies out there that are interested in Kanan's suggestion of just like scratching the itch, we support that too
1: i support whatever makes no you happy unless you anxious makes you less anxious on this earth because honestly I feel like gay, straight, trans, everyone is having a hard time dating because no one is comfortable with each other. And -hmm. until we get comfortable enough to be around each other, we're all going to be just like jumping from one relationship to another, to another, to another, to another. That's what I'm saying. Scratch the itch. Whatever it takes to make you less anxious about love will attract love because you're not looking for it. You're having a good life. Yeah, that's true. Men are attracted to people that are having a wonderful, fantastic life and love everything about their existence and aren't sad about anything. That's all I have to say about that. I know it's <laughs> a little sassy. I come off a little sassy with these things, but.
0: And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> to all of our listeners
1: thank you Kim for coming on our show thank was you this having... was <laughs> was so thanks
0: much fun. Kim for being with us I love you I, mean, I love I don't know you about too <laughs> and to all of our listeners keep dating smarter thank you for listening to this episode of date smarter sexier if you'd like more information on how you can be more successful with love and dating or To schedule a free consultation with me, your dating coach and matchmaker, please visit datesmartersexier.com and please subscribe to this show at your favorite podcast streaming platform.